0: You know, a couple of weeks back, or a month so back, the Lord had put in my heart the the spirit of worship. And I believe the necessary need that we're going to touch God is that if we're going to honor Him in worship. People say, worship is just singing a song. No, it's much more than that. Worship sets a man free. You see, you're going to worship what you admire, right? You're going to give your effort into what you love. You know, years ago, I had bought me and Jansen bought us a little car. And I, I, I made that thing an idol, man. I remember that. It was, it was beautiful, man. It, it was a, what it was, Jan? I forgot what kind of car it was. A Mirage. Hey, look, man, I didn't want nothing to happen to that thing. Praise God. I remember I was driving down the road, a little kid hit a baseball and hit the, uh, hit the hood. Oh, I was dis- disturbed. <laughs> it bothered me. I had to see that debt. <laughs> And you know what? The Lord said, Lanny? better not. <laughs> he said, you, I want you to, and listen, you lying, I'm not lying to you. He said, get rid of that thing. Oh, Lord. Oh, please, God. <laughs> we went to a concert one day, a Christian concert, and I'm not lying to you. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the honest to God truth. We just parked in the last parking lot on the very end. Who would have ever thought? <laughs> Who would have ever thought? some nut <laughs> got up he was drunk oh, they was having a, in the other part of the auditorium they had a having a party or something and he got up and he ran and guess what, what car he smashed <laughs> Look, the wheels are like this <laughs> better watch what you ask God for <laughs> I said, from now on, the, the dirt can stay on the floor. It's got a scratch. <laughs> then, oh, look. Pitiful, man. It was a horrible sight. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure you, I get rid of it. It was unusable, it was demolished in a parking lot. <laughs> you better watch what you worship. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God I got delivered. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to talk about Jesus this morning. I want to talk about it. This is just something the Lord put on my heart about worshiping Jesus. I want to start a sermon. I might continue for a little while, but worship Jesus, sermons on worshiping Jesus. It's just, a, it's just an attitude I've been developing lately, a spirit that God has put in me that is more important to worship than it is to do anything else. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And if you ever read your Bible long enough, you're going to find out that worship is an essential part of touching God. I'm going to tell you right now, I've heard a story. I've had it. Listen, people got saved by worship. They realized that Jesus was present and gave their heart. People got healed because they worshiped God. They didn't trust in man, they trusted in the Lord, right? Turn with me to Genesis, real quick. And I'm going to start there in chapter 22. God made a way for you. And he made a way. Whatever happened to my glasses? I lost my glasses. <laughs> I will. I'm going to have to read it without it. <laughs> I used to put them right here. They're not on my head. <laughs> okay. All right. I got it. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. Genesis 22, verse 7. Now I want to show you something about this story because a lot of times I've thought about this very incident when Abraham, Abraham worshiped the Lord. Abraham was a friend of God. Abraham forsook everything to serve the Lord. See, before Abraham became a believer of God, he was an idolater. Abraham didn't know nothing but his idols. But one day the Lord touched him. Amen. The Lord met Abraham. And spoke to Abraham and became a friend of Abraham. He, he showed Abraham that he was the only God there was. I mean, I feel the presence of God saying that. Because sometimes we put our efforts in so many of the things that, that draw us away from the Lord. We want to we add the Lord, but we want to add something else. We want God, but we want our lives. We, we want God, but we want our, our, the way we live. And we, wanna, we, we won't put, you know, nothing in front of him. We'll put everything in front of him. I'm sorry. We find more excuses not to not to pray. We find more excuses not to worship. We find more excuses not to love God and not to do what God says, right? How many have got excuses in your Christian life? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> and I find here that Abraham, he, he was told by God to take his only son. not his only son. It's Isaac, the promised son, right? He had, had Ishmael, but Ishmael wasn't the promised child. He said, Abraham had waited for this boy for years. He told, spoke to Abraham said, I'm going to give you a son from your wife, Sarah. Remember, Sarah's barren. Sarah, is, she can't have children, right? And she, she, she was told, he was told by God, I'm going, to, I'm going to multiply your seed through Sarah. And he waited and he waited and he waited and he waited. One day, the promised child came. Sarah had a child. I'm not getting into the whole details about, but I want to just bring out this one thing. Sarah had a child, and they named him Isaac, according to God's word. And Abraham loved him. Abraham cherished that boy. One day, the Lord spoke to Abraham, you go to the mountain that I'll show you, and I want you to offer him as a sacrifice. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I don't think Abraham put his hands down and said, whatever you want, God. I think he fought it. I think that day he wrestled with God. I think he said you sh- he was wondering if he was the Lord or not. He <laughs> better say, kick a prick. Right? <laughs> He fought, he, fought God's, he fought the Lord. He didn't just throw his hands up and say, I'll do whatever you want, Lord. Your will be done. I think Abraham wrestled, and, his, and inside of his body, and his spirit was churning. And he, he said, how could you ask me to give my, the son you promised me, the son you, the promised child, you said I could increase the, the seeds as the sands of the sea. And he wrestled. And I'm sure he walked to that mountain, him and Isaac and their servants, and, they, and all the way along, us. are you sure it's you, God? Are you sure it's you? You, are you, sure, it's you? Sure, sure you spoke to me? So when they finally got there, Abraham took Isaac and he, they went up to the mountain. And they prepared an altar. And they laid the wood on the altar. and Isaac had a question for Abraham. Somebody say, preacher boy. <laughs> he said, here's the wood and the altar and the fire, but where's the lamp? My God, Abraham looked at Abraham, Abraham looked at Isaac, God will provide a lamb for himself. It wasn't just that he was testing Abraham's faith. God was given a prophecy of the lamb that would come, that would take away the sins of the world, right? God provide the lamb for me and you, and his name is Jesus. My Lord, I don't know if that does something to you, praise God. He said, Behold, the Lord will prepare himself a lamb. The Lord will prepare himself a lamb. And God made a way that through this prophecy that Jesus would come and give himself for all, all sins. Somebody say, I thank God for Jesus. Where will we be without Jesus? I still remember a story when he was on the cross. I preached it the other day when I was talking about the man in the middle. On both sides, he had two thieves. And he looked, and one of them said, If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross and save yourself and us too. And the other thief looked, and he said, Don't you fear God? (laughs) Don't you fear God? We're getting what we deserve. Listen, if you would have died in your sins, you were guilty. You deserved it. But God made a way that the Lamb of God came and you don't have to go to hell. You hear what I'm saying? You don't have to face death and separation from God. The Lamb is born, Bowen. The Lamb is there. The Lamb has paid the price for your sins. Behold. The Lord will make a way. The Lord will provide himself a lamb. If you look and turn with me here, John chapter 1, verse 36. John the Baptist is preaching in the wilderness. And he's waiting for the promise, right? Just like me and you. He is waiting for the coming He is waiting for the promise. He knew that God had prepared a way for him. God's going to use him to prepare a way for the Messiah. Listen, this character, me and Bo was talking about, this character, John, was quite a character. He wasn't a refined, (laughs) he didn't have a three-piece suit (laughs) to preach with. (laughs) He he didn't have a gold watch, (laughs) rings on his hands. He was a wild man. His he, he probably had bad breath. His hair was sticking out this long on both sides. Wearing camel's hair. He had he was eating roach not roach, grasshoppers. For for lunch. The wild man. Preaching in the wilderness. And listen, he was saying, repent. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prepare the way of the Lord. That's what he was doing. He was getting him ready. And one day he was preaching. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. And there comes Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he looks at him. He says, behold, Amen. the Lamb of God. <laughs> <laughs> Who takes away the sins of the world. Yes, Lord. Behold the one. <laughs> He's coming. Here he is. Hallelujah. That that puts something in my spine, praise God. That puts something in my spirit. Listen, when you feel like you can't win, when you feel like you're defeated, behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. He's there to set you free. Hallelujah. He's there to set you free from your bondages, from your sins, praise God. He is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. There ain't no other. Come on, don't look to Allah. Don't look to Mohammed. Don't look to Mary. Don't look to Joseph. Don't look to none of the saints. He is the Lamb of God. My God, I don't know if you're catching this this morning. Praise God. How are you going to ever worship somebody you don't admire and love and realize what he's done for you? That's what makes me shout. I was going to a devil's hell, man. I was going to be eternally separated from God. You know, in judgment forever for eternity in hell. But he came and he saved me. Hallelujah. He saved my soul. He saved me from the fires of hell. Praise God. He snatched me out of the the grafts of the devil. Praise God and Satan. I'm no longer going to hell. Come on, Holy Ghost. I'm no longer having to face death and separation from God. Never again. I'll always be eternity with the Lord. Praise God. Does that make you want to shout? Hallelujah. There won't be no death in hell. There won't be no sickness in, I'm sorry, in heaven. There won't be no, no, no lost. Come on, somebody. There won't be no hurting. There won't be no pain. Eternity with God. That don't make you want to worship? <laughs> Come on. Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. John the Baptist is—he's worshiping, boy. He recognizes who this Jesus is. <laughs> Come on, somebody, and he tells him, "Don't look to me, look to him. Don't don't look, don't don't look to religion. Don't look to the Pharisees. Don't look to the systems, of the world. Look to Jesus. He is the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Come on, somebody. One day... There were some wise men. God spoke to in the Bible. And they saw a star. <laughs> and they saw a star in the heavens and they said, We're gonna follow that star. And where did the star lead them? Praise God. Led them straight to Jesus. And they worshiped him. They offered him gifts. My Lord, I don't know if you listen to me, praise God. They offered him gifts and sacrifices to him. Shepherds were in the field. Remember that story? And they were were tending their sheep. And angels appeared. said, today, in the city of David, there will be born Christ the Lord. The whole heavens rejoiced. Angels rejoiced. Heaven shouted the birth of Jesus. And they worship. (laughs) My God, praise God. Listen to me. They worship. If there's no worship in you, praise God, you better check something out. If you can't see that, if you can't see all Christ has done for you and paid the ultimate price for you and gave such a great sacrifice for you, if you can't generate worship, that's a problem. Uh Uh-oh. You know, sometimes we go through dry spells. I know I've been through them. Sometimes I've been through the valley. Like my mama sings that song. Uh, when I'm on the, on the mountain, I don't have no problem praising the Lord. and i got everything I need. Huh? Come on. When everything looks good, but when I'm in the valley, when it seems like God's a million miles off, when it seems like everything's falling apart, we do, we do, we, we, all we want to do is blame him. <laughs> all we want to do is use his name as a curse word. Come on. All we want to do is complain and gripe. We all, it's, all, it's easy, like I said, when you, things are going good to worship him. What about when they're not going so good? What about when hell is knocking at your front door and when the devil wants to take everything you got? Come on. We find worship was a very important part of a Christian life. I was... Talking to me and Bowen yesterday, I said, you know, Bowen, when I think about Paul and I think about the apostles and I think about all the disciples, he said that I want to know him like they knew him, right? I want to know him like they knew him. I want to worship because, you know, you could see that del- they-, they walked with him, praise God. They ate with him. We think about Mary, his mother. She cleaned his ears, changed his diaper, washed him. She was holding the, the king of kings in her hands while she was cleaning his behind. Come on, that sounds kind of blood, but it's true. Come on, you ever stop to think about that? They looked at her, her and Joseph looked at, at Jesus, and they said, man, this is God's son. <laughs> she fed him. She dressed him. She changed his diaper. She put, her, she put him to her breast. <laughs> you ever stop to think of what this lady might have been thinking? She's holding the, 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 the eternal life in her hands. Oh, you're, you're going to get this after all. I bet you Mary stopped, put Jesus down, and bowed before him. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. <laughs> What if he'd come today in this this room and he'd stand before us? What would you do? How would you address him? Hey, Jesus, how you doing, buddy? Oh, come on, you'd fall on your face. You would worship, right? You would admire him and bow before him. What if he'd do that? What if he'd visit us this morning? How How would you act? How would you approach him? I'll tell you what, I'd be. I'd be on my face. There's no way possible you can stand before the King of glory and, and, and address him as a buddy, a, a, a chum, a friend. No, he's much more than that, praise God. He is the Prince of Life. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is, oh my God, he's the first and the last. Amen. He is the life and glory of God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. When I think about Moses, <laughs> You see, I personally believe that voice that was coming out of that bush was Jesus himself. You, you might disagree with me. Because Jesus addressed, Mo- Moses said, what's what, what your name? The people asked, what's your name? What do you, what? He says, tell him, I am that I am that sent you. <laughs> what did he tell the Pharisees before Abraham was? I am. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. That, that makes me want to shout. Listen, he wasn't the, he's not the God of I was or the God of I'm going to be. He's God I am, praise God. He was I am then. He's I am now. He's I am forever. He never was I was. He always was. He's I am. The Prince of Peace. He's I am, the breath of life. He's I am, the Son of God. The creator of all the universe. I am, I am. Stephen saw him one day where they were stoning him. And he looked up and while they were stoning Stephen he said I see Jesus (laughs) standing on the right hand of God come on if that don't make you want to worship praise God I see Jesus the breath of life I see Jesus the only living salvation of man hallelujah it is finished he sealed it on the cross there's no other way you one you need to go to he is the breath of life he is salvation and hope he is faith He is joy. He is peace. He's the only one that can break the burdens that are on your life. He's the only one that can redeem your soul. He's the only one that can set you free from anything you're going through, praise God. He can put your feet on that straight, narrow path. He said, I am. I am the Lamb of God. (laughs) Behold, the Lamb of God. Come on, somebody. In Romans 4. 14.11 says, every knee shall bow. (laughs) Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Are you getting in this morning? I said, are you getting in this morning? He is the only hope. He is our worship. Here's our hope. Get up in the morning and look to the heavens from which your help comes from. Get up in the morning and look to Jesus and say, you are my way. Set my path before you. And come on, somebody. Set my way, Lord. You are the only one that gives the answer, praise God. You're the only hope that I need. You are the life and breath of my life. Nothing else matters but Jesus. You hear what I'm saying? Nothing else. Worship Jesus. Listen, I might sound like a broken record, but, Lawrence, worship Jesus. Come on. I might sound like something from another planet, but worship Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. He is our hope. He is our joy. He is our deliverer. You have the Son. The Son will set you free. Come on, if the Son has made you free, you're free indeed. My Lord, I feel that. <laughs> Ooh, I feel it in my spirit this morning. praise God. I want you to shout this morning and say, God, I'm free because of you, Lord. I'm free because of you, Jesus. I'm saved because of you, Jesus. I'm going to heaven because of you, Jesus. I'm healed because of you, Jesus. I'm delivered because no bandage in this earth can bound me because of you, Jesus. That's where we need to be this morning. That's what generates worship. I am the Son of God. I am the breath in life. I am the Lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. I am the Lamb of God that sits before the Father in heaven. Praise God. The Lamb was the only one found worthy. If you read the book of Revelation, the book, the seals for judgment, the only one that could open that book was found worthy was the Lamb of God. The Lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. He is the Lamb of God. In Philippians 10, verse, uh, verses 10. No, verse, chapter 2, verse 10. And it also says that, as I was quoting out of Romans, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. Jesus Christ is Lord. Chapter 2, verse 9 says, God, listen, I just, I think I'm going to ask morning, I wrote it down. God gives us life, above all life. He's awesome. Every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus. No name under heaven where a man should be saved, but at the name of Jesus. Life comes through Christ. Listen, you're looking for an answer from the Lord this morning. You've been praying for something and it ain't come yet. Don't give up. You might be bound up by something. Don't give up. Because Jesus will set you free. I've been serving the Lord 42 years. And like I said earlier, he never let me down yet. When I was at my lowest point, me and my wife had a tough time when I was working for the state. And i am running the machine and a man got on the machine, and he died on my machine. Listen, you have, to, you have you don't know what it is where you, where the devil will bombard you with, blaming you. The same man I preached the gospel to, and he kept saying, now in hell today because of you. And but the devil, he, he's evil, and he's cruel, and, he, and he'll slay you as, as much as possible. He'll, he'll do what he can to discourage you. But because of people of faith, because of this church, because of people that believed in the blood, I'm here today. I might, have, I might have killed myself if I wouldn't have had the gospel. I might have ended my life if I wouldn't have had Jesus. Listen, you don't, just, you, you, don't you, you have to know it. You've never been through it, I have. I watched that man's head smash like a melon, man, under that machine. You know? And you know, it's hard because I know he wasn't right with God. He mocked God. I preached to him. He'd go in the afternoon to the other guy. He'd laugh at me. He laughed. He's making Jesus stuff. He's he's probably in hell today. You know what? But God has given me the grace through the blood, through the Lamb to be free. I have no problems with it anymore, Steve Ed. I have no guilt. I have no condemnation. I know God has, has redeemed me and He has set me free. So if you're facing something that's holding you back, that's separating you from God, trust in the blood. Repent. Come to the Lord. Let Him set you free. And you're going to find freedom. You're going to find hope because of the Lamb of God. I like this verse in Psalms 46.10 Be still and know that I am the Lord. <laughs> Be still and knowing that God has your, your answer. Be still and knowing that I am the deliverer. I will set you free. I am the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. Be still and know that He's your hope. Praise God. I'm here to encourage you this morning. Praise God. If you're struggling, if you're facing bondage, Jesus could set you free. Amen? I said amen? amen? I ain't got much more, seriously. I just wanted to open this with trying to let you see who Jesus is. What did he ever do for you? What did he ever, how has he ever helped you? Oh, so much. Lord, if I could ever stop and try to even put in words what Jesus has did for us, I can't. Because <laughs> no, I can tell people about the love of God. I, said, I can't define it in any dictionary to tell you exactly how to define the love of God. All I know, is it, it is real. All I know, when I was down, when I needed him, the love of God was there. When I needed freedom, the love of God was there. When I needed, I needed his hope and love and faith, his love was there, praise God. He never left me, praise God. He, he, even though I was hard-headed sometimes, he, he, he molded me, shaped me. I've still got some problems, praise God. I ain't got it all together yet, but I'm going to heaven, hallelujah. I ain't what I used to be. Come on, somebody. I've, the Lord has changed my life. He has changed my life. I'm going to read you. You don't have to turn in. Psalms 72, says All the kings of the earth shall bow before him. (laughs) Listen, you don't bow now, you're going to bow one day. The kings and presidents and leaders of this world that mock him, that refuse to acknowledge him, that say, we will not have this man to rule over us, they will bow one day. (laughs) Come on, there ain't a man that ain't going to bow. I don't care where he's from. He's going to bow, praise God. He could be the, the greatest atheist in the world. He'll bow one day. He could be the greatest God-hater in the world. He'll bow one day. There ain't a man on this earth or a woman that will not, will not bow before the Lord. Because he is king. He is the Lamb of God. He is the, he is the leader of all humankind, praise God. Because he is God. Psalms 2.12 says, and listen, this is warning, David is warning the kings and the leaders of his day kiss the son, lest he be angry. What does that mean? You better come and acknowledge who Jesus is or the Son of God is, because if you don't, he's angry. He's angry at mankind. He's angry at the the rebellion in this world. He's angry at these God leaders that refuse to acknowledge him. And you know who's going to execute judgment? Him. He's going to execute God's judgment. He's he's going to come one day and men are going to face him because of their hatred for him, their backslidden hearts, and their refusal to acknowledge the Lamb of God which takes away the sins. of. it's, It's so easy right now. People say, I don't want to serve God right now. i got my life to live. And it's easier now than it's going to be in the the past, future, I mean. Because if you can't serve him now, you ain't going to serve him during the tribulation period. You ain't going to serve him when it's going to really get hard. It's easy now to come at this altar and say, I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. It's not going to be so easy in in, in in the future. Because it's going to cost you your life, right? Do it now. Do it now. Kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish in the way. Close your Bible. Praise God. I want to ask you a question. When's the last time you ever stopped your busy life to give Jesus worship? I mean, I'm not talking about you know when you come to church, that's fine. I'm talking about when you're alone when you're by yourself. It's great when we come together and we do it. But man, it's powerful when you have that personal worship with God. That personal devotion before the Lord. Just bowing your knee down. Nobody has to see you. It's just you and God. You know what I'm saying? Listen, there's times right now and I'm feeling in my life. It's just what's happening to me, okay? And I believe... As the Lord deals with me, I want to share that with you. Because I asked it, and my worship is stronger than it's ever been. I said, Lord, why not 20 years ago? Why, why, why? I've always knew to worship, but never saw the significant power in worship. You know what I'm saying? Well, I just did what everybody else done. I worshiped. I felt this presence. But not realizing that that worship was changing my life. Right? It was showing me how to touch God. It was show me that God was in my presence and God wanted to bless me with his presence. You know, it was like just an open door. It's says so many times Jesus is at the door. You know, he's knocking. He wants to come into your heart. He wants to come into your life and we won't let him. You know what it is? We're scared if we open that door, he might see other stuff. See, right? He might see some dark things. We don't want to open the door. We want to go to heaven. But we don't want Jesus to see the rest of us. See, we open our door. Listen, you come to my house, you can tell a lot about me by just walking through my house. <laughs> come on. You can tell a lot about me by just looking on the walls or, or watch what I'm watching or how I act at home. See? It's, we come here, we can pretend real good. We could say we love Jesus. We could sing the songs. We could do all the, the, the things that, but if you open the door of my house, my house, my personal home, you'll find a lot about me. Sometimes going into somebody's house will preach more than, <laughs> that's a lot of people say, I don't, want, I don't want the preacher coming to my house. They might see something, Right? I might have some ungodly movies on the shelf. Might, my Bible might be in the closet somewhere and I have all my girly magazines or my, my National Enquirer or my Porch Illustrated and, you know and you know, you know come on. Yeah. I might be watching the slop operas. <laughs> I'm sorry, the soap operas. <laughs> I might be watching something on TV, God don't want me to watch it. And all of a sudden the preacher comes in and I gotta help me change the channel. Or well, forget about the preacher. What about Jesus? Hmm? What if he came to your house? Come on. What would he see? See, that's a lot of things about, about hypocrisy that God hates. See, if I can't be in my house like I am here, then I doubt if I even understand what this is about and the relationship with God is about. See? I've made it my mind, and It's just me and my wife, Now, if people come to my house, and not too often, we talk about Jesus. We'll talk about the Lord. We're, you know, we're going to present ourselves as, as Christians, as born-again believers. And you know what? We realize we've got to be an example to anybody that comes through my front door, right? So just because I'm a pastor, that don't give me a right to heaven. I got to be a Christian. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Just because my wife and Yvette and the Lord, they lead worship, I don't make them Christian. A Christian is a faith in, in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. Listen, if you know me, and the only one that really knows me like I used to be, bad is my wife when we first got married. I've got to leave a testimony. That a change. Listen, I wouldn't want to leave her for ten Miss Americas, because I realized that Christ wouldn't leave me. Right? I could never love her like I need to love her unless I love Jesus. Right? See, marriage is a union between a man and a woman, but it starts with a union. A good marriage starts with a union between man and God. Does that make sense? If I love the Lord, I'm going to love my wife. Right? She loves the Lord, she's going to love me. Because Jesus reflected marriage as a relationship between God and man. Right? Hubble, Bowen? I'm not saying that. <laughs> Bowen, say nothing. I'm not saying that because you ain't got a wife. <laughs> but that's what the, the Bible says. You have to be in love with the Lamb, right? Come on, stand up, praise God. I love to see people come to church. But that's not the exact answer, right? I love to see people worship. But you could be making a front. It might not be real. You want to do what everybody else is doing. Listen, I want to share something with you, praise God. Please, don't worship me. Worship God as I worship God. Because I have my own fellowship with the Lord. I have my own worship with the Lord. You have to develop that worship within yourself. Just think if everybody in this church would really start worshiping. You don't, no, Seriously. I've gotten some things, man. Listen, I didn't want to leave. I've gotten some worship where I just could have went all day. Because it was, so, it was so powerful, I realized that I was with God. Come on, somebody. Right? I was in the presence of the Lord. Come on. It was just so real. It's so real when you worship Jesus. It's so weird. Listen, when John about to saw him coming... Listen, they asked John, are you the Messiah? He said, no, I'm not the Messiah. I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. But when he saw Jesus, (laughs) he knew who he was. Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. There he is. There is the Messiah. There's the promised one. There's the one that's going to take away your sins. Come on, somebody. Here he is. And John the Baptist had a testimony. He said, you know what? I must decrease. He must increase. (laughs) If you're trying to be something in in the kingdom of God, forget it. Let Jesus increase. Come on. John the Baptist was considered as one of the greatest prophets in the Bible. Jesus said, I that said, wait a minute. Jesus said he was, out of anybody born of a woman, there's no greater prophet than John the Baptist. But what about Moses and Elijah and and all these great men of God? Jeremiah and all these great men of God. Jesus put him in a greater honor than these men. These prophets. You know why? Because he was preparing the way. I was driving back from church a couple of weekends ago and I heard that voice. It says, prepare the way for the Lord. A voice crying in the wilderness. We need us, Coda homes in this church, we need to be voices crying in the wilderness. Each one of us need to be a voice crying in the wilderness. I got, I got news for you. He's coming back and I'll believe it soon. I believe it soon. I've been getting that message from my spirit There's a few times now he's told me, I'm coming, son. I didn't hear a big old echoing voice, a light shining out of the sky. (laughs) But there was a confidence in what I was hearing because I knew there was something sure about what I was hearing. It's like it was just so blatant. He says, you know, Elijah was running from Jezebel. You remember that? And, And he was running and he was seeking the same place Moses was. And he wrapped his, listen, he heard a small, still voice. And he wrapped his mantle around his head. There wasn't a shout. There wasn't a voice coming out of the clouds. There wasn't a glow from space or nothing. It was, he just heard that little voice and it broke him. Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. You want to look to someone? Don't look to me. Come on, I'll, I might fail you. Come on, I told Janes when I said, "You know, Jan, I have it in me, in my flesh, to hurt you if I want. I could make our life miserable if I want. I and mean, we could do it to each other if we want." But Jesus only has good in uh, Him. His words are sure. Mine, maybe not so sure, because. Sometimes we make things that we don't keep promises to, right? Right? How many made a, made a promise to Jesus that you'd serve him for the rest of your life? I have And I've, I've told somebody that I said, with all the people that came to this church, where are they? Really, where are they? Promises they're not made to, to the preacher they made to God, right? They're made to Jesus. I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm, I'm closing, okay? You might be fighting a battle today, but if you make a, a commitment to Christ, he'll deliver you. He'll set you free. Now, and people say, well, will he do it right now? you gotta, you got to come to him right now. But today's a day of salvation. Today's the time you need. Listen, I, I'm still being delivered for things <laughs> every day. I'm finding sometimes my attitude gets rotten sometimes. And I got to go to God to change me. Sometimes I get angry. (laughs) Sometimes I get impatient. But I don't give up, right? I say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Help me. And it's getting better and better. But I tell you what I am delivered from. I'm delivered from hell. I'm delivered from eternal judgment. of Separation from God. I'm delivered from the lies of the devil. See? I don't have to be bound up by his ungodly ways. His perverted ways. I can serve him with my life. Listen, I told somebody. I said, don't yet appear what we're going to be. When Jesus comes, I gonna be like him. I realized between that time and now, there's a the devil to fight. And then, listen, I, I don't want to. I invested too much into this. I've given too much to give up now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Bow your heads, praise God. I want to ask you a question. Seriously. Have you trusted in the Lamb of God? Have you trusted in him for your soul? Do you know he died for you? Simple message. Do you know he gave his life for you? Do you know that He paid the price that you don't have to go to hell? I wouldn't give up this life for nothing. Let's pray. Father, I ask you right now as we close this service. I pray, God, you would give us a, a desire to worship the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world, to worship Him, to honor Him, to love Him with our whole heart, to serve Him, Lord God. Father, help us along this, this walk with you, Lord. God. Help us to overcome the, the lies of the devil, to overcome the flesh, to acknowledge you in our lives, in our worship, in us in this church, like the people in this church, a spirit of worship. A spirit of worship, Father God. And worship unto Jesus. Unto you, Father. To worship you. To desire you. To be, one of, to be with you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Yes. That I might know you. Mm. That I might see you, Lord, in your glory. Lord, shine on me. I want to be just like you. All that I say and all that I do. Lord, I only want to glorify you. Let's sing it together. That I might know you, it's not real hard. that I might see you, Lord, in your glory, Lord, shine on me, I want to be just like you, that I say, in all that I do, Lord, I own. To glorify you. Bless your name, Lord Jesus. Bless your name, Lord Jesus. Bless your holy name, Lord Jesus. Bless your name. Bless your holy name, Father. We give you glory and praise and honor this morning. That you are worthy to be praised. There is no other name under heaven where man must be saved. But the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name.